0: Thank you for downloading this podcast from Abrupt Audio. You can find more episodes of this and many other podcasts at abruptaudio.com. Subscribe today to get the next episode automatically.
1: It's that time already, yes. Friday has come upon us. So, with that, I think... uh, Hi, Martin. (laughs) Hi, Ben. Hi. Serious (laughs) note, though, it's going to be hopefully a really good episode. We're really excited about it. And to be honest, we just want to dive straight into it. We're talking about... Gaming memories, our first gaming memories, the first games we physically played, the first consoles we played them on, and we're going to be sharing some of the abrupt audio teams as well. So it's going to be a really great episode. We hope you look forward to it. Let's dive into the intro because the sooner we do that, the sooner we can actually start talking about games. And that's all we want to do right now. So take it away, intro man.
2: You're listening to the Pixel podcast.
1: Presents In Television. Intelligent Television by Mattel. More sophisticated than any video game that has come before, providing hours of entertainment for the entire family. In Television, with one of the clearest game displays available today. Find this system plus a complete line of sports and video game cassettes at Hills, where our game is low prices. Martin, why don't you start this talk by talking about your first gaming experience, the first ever experience you had with a video game and what console it was
2: on and what game it was. Okay, it was on the Game Boy Color. Yes. So a long time ago, back in when Martin was a such a small boy, he played Pokemon Blue. So I think a lot of people of my generation will know what Pokemon Blue is.
1: Yeah, I think I've... I think a lot of people... A lot of people actually won't have played Pokemon Blue well, or they wouldn't have played it when they were a kid and they may have gone back, you know. And Pokemon's definitely coming back in style now with the whole Pokemon Go thing. We won't go too much into that. But yes, I remember Pokemon Blue. Um, I played a friend's version.
2: I never physically owned Pokemon Blue. Nor did I. That's And that was my next oh, thing. Oh, really? I actually, yeah, I never actually owned it. My friend, uh, I used to do like a fun club when I was about six or seven and he'd always bring his Game Boy Color with um, Pokemon Blue on it. And he also had another one, because I think he was quite well off, and he had Pokemon Red. So, you know, we'll just play simultaneously on on two different ones and just go out and see what we could capture. And that was what my first game experience, like Pokemon was probably my first game, yeah. when I think about it. I think the so same for me as well.
1: I mean, I didn't play um, a Game Boy until I had my first owned one. So that was the Game Boy Advance uh, for me. So I didn't have the Game Boy Color. Was what a the Advance. Yeah, mine was... The like, Game Boy Advance was a weird one because the screen on it was like tinted dark, so it was darker than yeah, the Game Boy like a- Color. Like I had to sit next if it was like not very bright in the room, which sometimes you know in the mornings, you know, but, you know, in the winter, the sun I had to sit next to like a lamp to be able to see. I had to permanently palm- yeah. stand. I couldn't really. It's not very poor, but I had to sit next to a lamp to play. And my friend who had the Game Boy Color, like, was fine. He was like, he was almost laughing at me because you know his, his screen was fine and mine wasn't. Um, but yeah, I had you know things like Pokemon. I, I mean. I, I mean, it was quite a young age for me, so I had things also like Bob the Builder and all these kind of other games. I remember um, some other other weird games. I can't remember the complete name of them, but I had some so sort of B grade games, which you know you've even really never heard of anything like them since they kind of faded away. And um, Martin, though, what was the first game console you physically owned? Though
2: my first game console that I physically owned was the PlayStation One. Really? So you didn't have you didn't? Did you ever own a Game Boy? I did. Okay. But I owned a PlayStation One first. Really? Funny enough. Yep. Okay. Yes, I did. Because it's different
1: for me. Because I owned a Game Boy for the longest period of time, and you know, I my my I had you know the Pokemon games. You know, I played Pokemon Fire Red, Leaf Green, remember bought these Sapphire, um, all these kind of Pokemon's. But uh, yeah, it wasn't later on, a little bit later on, till I had a games console. So what what was the first game you remember playing on the PS One?
2: Oh, mate! The, see, I loved Toy Story, so okay. my mum bought me Toy, Toy Story. Story Two.
1: Boom! That's fantastic. That's absolutely awesome. So uh, that
2: must have been about two thousand. I
1: actually never played time. Toy Story
2: on the PlayStation. I don't even know what it was my like. Oh my god! Oh my god! It, Toy Story two. When you're like, what about six years old? Mm-hmm. About maybe maybe more. It is the most challenging game because really? I'm terrible at puzzles, and there's a lot of puzzle-based things in there, and they're like really simple ones. But you see, back then, oh no, Martin I can do these puzzles. <laughs> Why not?
1: Yes. <laughs> I mean, I my first so my first console experience came from uh, the Xbox, the original Xbox. My parents got it for me one Christmas. And um, there was actually a close experience. Um, sorry, close experience. There was a close almost like kind of um, moment where I almost found out that I was getting an Xbox Christmas because my my parents had bought it earlier and then they were just making sure it worked because they didn't want to give it to me on Christmas and found that it didn't work. That would just be the saddest thing ever. So um, they would try it out, but like my... The hilarity of i think my parents trying to play a game on the Xbox. Well, I think was so loud that I like—I vaguely remember this, um, but I was sort if in—I kind of woke up, but I was in a sort of half-sleepy state, and I kind of just wandered downstairs. Like I opened the door, and then like I like all I still remember seeing was like something on the TV, and like my parents were just like laughing or whatever and trying to figure this out. And then my mum quickly like like seeing me and like kind of rushing over to me and like like you know taking me back up to bed or whatever, and, and like <laughs> apologising that they were like so loud. Yeah, it was, it was kind of crazy because then it wasn't until afterwards that my parents actually explained that to me and I was like, oh, okay, that makes oh, sense. And I right. vaguely remember seeing one of the games I got with it. So basically, the, the console came bundled with two games. It came with, I don't if you remember a car game called um, Midtown Madness. Sounds it really was on pc as well and it came onto xbox because it was sort of microsoft published and it was on both and this one had um this one was metamanus four i think it was in paris and it was in america but i can't remember where in america it was um, so it was in these two places, but the, the the missions and stuff you could do. But what I love the most about that game, and it, I was into driving games when I first got into GameCastles. It was the biggest thing I went to. Midtown Man is kind of started it off. And I love the fact that it was like a free roam city. And to be honest, a lot of the time I didn't bother doing any of the missions or things I was supposed to do. I could just like drive around, pick any car I wanted to, and just drive around and explore the city and find really cool things. And uh, I, I spent so much time doing that. That was so much fun. I don't know why as a kid I did. But also the other game I got with it was Halo. The original. Oh, wow, of course, and at this yes. age the kid that came from Pokemon and Game Boy to the, at the time, extremely realistic Xbox and Halo, especially the first mission. Any of you know the Halo and the first mission? Basically, where you're all getting set up and getting used to, it, and then all of a sudden an alien attack comes. I was terrified. That was on Christmas Day. I tried that out for the first time with my parents around, and I was genuinely terrified, because it was like the pressure and the alarms were going off. You're like, you got to go do this. you got to run over here. I'm like, I couldn't cope. I just couldn't cope. I was freaking terrified, and I actually, for a while... After that, never went back to Halo and visit revisited it. Not till like a long time afterwards I actually revisited. I was like, no, I'm sticking to the racing games and stuff. I just could not deal with it. Uh, could not deal with it at all.
2: So, see, you played a game genre that I am absolutely terrible at, and that is racing games. I, I can never get the hang of those. I, I don't understand like especially in arcades you know when um, when you're yeah. doing seats yeah oh, i used to love the arcades the and the racing games i used
1: to go there a lot as a kid and i used to prefer the arcadey racing games than the realistic the realistic ones i just haven't got the patience for because you know with the, the arcade ones you've got a bit of I maneuver you can sort of drift a little bit easier you can swing it you go yeah, a little bit faster you can swing things. you can if you hit the brake at the right point you can sort of drift and swing it around the corner and that's why i used to love doing i used to love like drifting things like that but I never read so the realist the real, so if I had no patience. Because if you didn't break at the right moment and turn at the right moment, you just went into a wall and. As much as I tried, I couldn't focus long enough to be able to sort of get that. So I never really liked the realistic ones. It was always the arcade ones. And Midtown Madness, honestly, right now, I'd go back and play. I think probably enjoy some. It was so great because it had, like, seasons. It went like, winter, it was snow. That's and, pretty uh, cool. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was a like whole of Paris. Game, Paris. Yeah, it was a whole of Paris. Well, I realised when I actually visited Paris more recently that actually bits that, that I, I only know, I thought I knew of Paris because of the game. Were, were very far from correct <laughs> like there were bits that things were next next the eiffel tower which weren't at all there were some bits that were actually quite surprisingly right but anyway so that was kind of my first console experience and uh you know any other games you sort of sort of you went on to from from toy story um
2: from toy story well no that was it ben right there that was it no of course um later down the line i played stuff like kingdom hearts which sort of reignited my passion for games because for a while i just didn't like them um stuff like fifa my god i played probably nearly every fifa since fifa 2003 wow must be okay. now so you know i love football games uh, so i will say probably i'm glad i got a ps1 because it um because i knew pretty much enough about games i still do you know yeah. nothing about games clearly um and but back then like seeing even like the most pixelated things on, on screen, it fascinated me as a kid. Especially stuff like um I bought um Rugrats Rugrats Search for Reptar. I don't that that sounds vaguely think...
1: familiar to me. That's I think I might have had that on PC at some point. It sounds it, vaguely familiar.
2: Oh mate, it was such it was such a gem of a game. It's where you could play as Tommy and the gang and there was little side missions to complete the mission to to find a reptile puzzle. I even still remember the plot. That's that's how legendary it is to me.
1: We decided to ask the Abrupt Audio team about their earliest gaming memory.
0: I remember uh, borrowing my uncle's Sega Mega Drive, um, which was great fun, but frustrating as hell because you couldn't ever save the games. And if you know Sonic, um, the original Sonic the Hedgehog games you get so far, get called down for dinner, come back up and it's froze. Um, and also I remember having to blow in the cartridges, like unplug them, and fff, to um, to get them to work, to get the dust out, so that they could start again. I then had um, something called a TV boy, which literally plugged directly into the aerial port of your television, and it was just like a small handheld thing that had like over a hundred really sort of basic pixelated games, if you like, but absolutely loved it. Then got my own Sega Mega Drive and just sort of went through through the ranks from there, really. My earliest gaming memory was playing Hungry Horus on my Spectrum ZX, a computer system that you could turn on, go and have your tea, Read War and Peace and come back and still have to wait an hour for it to boot up. Had a rubber keypad too, I remember. Anyway, Hungry Horace was a blue blob that would go around a maze eating cabbages, I think it was. It was like a lo-fi rip-off of Pac-Man. And later spawned the follow-up Horace Goes Skiing, which was a lo-fi rip-off of Frogger. But it wasn't until my dad bought home an Amiga 500 that I really got into gaming. I remember thinking that all the graphics on the Amiga 500 were just like watching TV, which is absolutely ridiculous when you look at those graphics now. Unless you've got a really crap telly. But it was Sensible Soccer that was my obsession. The only football game to date, I believe, where you could play a match on the moon. Brilliant. I always remember that the only joystick I had was an auto-fire one, meaning that you pressed and held the button for a long ball and you just did a little short passes instead, meaning I couldn't play long balls and I was forced to play some kind of Pep Guardiola-style tiki tacker football long before it was popular in the UK. So really, Sensible Soccer made me a football revolutionary. Our lord and savior there
1: chris speaking from abrupt audio and jim from on the left side check out on the left side on their website on the left side uk your memory of how good the graphics were definitely is better than the the reality the of it thing. Yeah, exactly
0: definitely.
1: so uh <laughs> But at the time, they were they were amazing. Like, and I hate to be one of those people that says says that because it almost sounds like your parents, like you know, at the time you know, like the special effects in movies were amazing, such and such, and you're like, yeah, 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 okay, mom. But genuinely, I remember being like, I remember playing some Xbox games, original Xbox games, and I thought, wow, this is actually awesome. Like the graphics this of this is, is amazing. Level, that? Yeah, I thought it was yeah. absolutely amazing. But now I go back and I'm like, really? Was it that bad? Was it that bad? It's just, yeah, it's crazy, especially when you're a kid as well. I think it's even more amazing when you're a kid than it is when. I think... Well, I think at that point as well because I have a feeling. I hate to be one of these people. But I have a. I have this feeling that because of the way technology is now, is that the graphical performance of games almost is less impressive to kids. It's almost expected. But I think for us as a kid, like especially going from the Game Boy, things like that. When when yeah. when the Xbox came around for you, the PS One and things like that. When you're playing those games, th- that graphics was amazing because you'd never seen anything like it before there was nothing else really
2: that's very true and it's like you said there's nothing really else out there but now like you said people just expect great graphics they expect the best you know and it's i wouldn't say a shame because you know how they get games is their way of they found it but i'm glad that i i was brought up on like these shapes of rectangles and stuff sort of vaguely um, yeah no I wouldn't change my gaming sort of upbringing in, in any no, way shape or form
1: it was good fun yeah and I wouldn't change any of it and the Xbox was great I enjoyed having the Xbox there were few things about it that, there's some things about it I liked and there's some things about it that definitely well, I hate to say it, but well, almost fashion for Microsoft, and it was sort of an early setting for them. Um, I, you know, the, the big push for them was live, like you know, the fact that you, you know, um, Microsoft um, Xbox Live, and you could go on and do those things. But most people didn't do it, but they advertised it a lot. It was a big thing, especially in the original Xbox days, the fact you could play online. But I never really did that. Never really understood how it worked or did it or went on it at all. But uh, I love the fact that I could I could store the well, the Xbox had over the PlayStation one you could actually put a cd in and actually store your music onto the hard drive so you could actually yes, play true. the music off the hard drive and i think some games also support yeah some games that even then added support so that in the game you could play the music off the hard drive and that was really cool i love that that day so i added cds to it but the thing that i never understood this is and this really annoyed me even today i think i get a little bit annoyed about it the the xbox has a dvd player in it because the games are basically dvds but you couldn't play a dvd unless you bought the accessory which was the controller but the controller added no actual means for it to play the dvd it just was a controller like a proper remote for playing dvds and it was and it was such a in my other that day i was such an annoying thing i never actually bought it because i just didn't see the point it's just like it has this capability imagine these days they would not get away with it these days i don't think in any way they would be roasted on the internet for it it's, it's there, it's like it's physically there taunting you, but you can't do it unless you buy uh, the remote, which comes with a tiny little dongle that plugs in the controller bit, so you have like a, a wireless little controller, rem- like TV remote thing. I never
2: understood it myself. Do you remember that though? I No, I remember it. Yeah. I think you might have said um, a few years ago, but I remember someone saying it to me quite in the last few years, and I was like, oh yeah.
1: So yeah, I kind of... I. Yeah, my gaming sort of kind of mixed from that. I kind of went from there, I think, to eventually getting a Wii, then a PS3. Then I went back, I think, and got a PS2 and explained some of those games. I think it was that order, something like that. It got a bit confusing um You know, and I've had PSPs and PSVitas and PS4s, Xbox Ones. You know, I've owned loads of different consoles since then, so it's all kind of blown up and gone in that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, was, I think it's so so interesting um, to sort of talk about these things. So we're definitely keen to know what other people's experiences were, well, and we'll share some of those as well, um, if possible. So uh, let us know on on Twitter as well, definitely. The past, the present, and the future walked into a bar. It was
2: tense you're listening to the pixel podcast
1: well then that is it for another episode and the last one of the week of pixel podcast we really hope you've enjoyed this week's episodes i think there's been some really good episodes monday definitely go check them out we talk about five of the weirdest tech items and they are very weird aren't they martin
2: absolutely very, some of them were just so bizarre and so pointless if you
1: haven't listened to them honestly definitely it's a gem of an episode go back and listen to it Well, don't forget to subscribe to us on all the usual places. You can subscribe to us on the podcast app for iOS. You can follow us on Stitcher for Android and, of course, Spotify now as well. Check out more of the information regarding the episodes on the Abrupt Audio website and check out some great other podcasts while you're there, abruptaudio.com. Follow us on Twitter, Podcast. We've done all that kind of stuff. And with that, we're just going to wish you a wonderful weekend. We'll see you with fresh new episodes next week. Enjoy yourself, but maybe not too much. And We'll see (laughs) you on Monday. Goodbye. See ya.
2: You're listening to the Pixel Podcast.